You're listening to Rice at Home. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Rice at Home podcast. It is Amma. It's Travis. Money Max. And we have another special guest. It is our Twitter dad. Yes. Can you please introduce yourself? I like that Twitter dad. It's good. My name is David <laughs> McQueen. I love that, you know, Twitter dad. I thought I was Twitter uncle, but I'll go with dad. I'll My name is David McQueen. <laughs> yeah, this is David McQueen and he's going to be dropping hella bars. Please guys, listen to the whole, the whole episode because it's going to be amazing. Um, so there's a lot going on in the news right now. So we kind of had to cut out the scenario, right? Yeah, we didn't have time. We, for we didn't because it's just there's just too much juiciness it's, happening. It's too much on the plate. Yeah, so let's okay. just go to what's on the plate. So what's on the plate is basically where we talk about what's going on in the news and what's happening with current affairs. Um, so Travis, start us off. Mm-mm. Easy and brioche right now. Sorry, I'm, I'm still, <laughs> so professional. <laughs> okay, so um, I was listening to a podcast um, this week, and um, you can say the name. <laughs> wait, no, no, not that one. Oh, let's start, okay. let's start okay. with this one. So, okay, so uh, yeah, I saw a video on Twitter uh, where Aston Kutcher was basically explaining where he's been for this whole time. Had no idea. But it turns out that he's uh, he's gone into tech, so he's gone. You from... knew that from Shark Tank, though. Yeah, I know, but I didn't know exactly what he was doing. Mm. So like now, like it, it's it's real. So his company is called Thorn, and they're a tech company that builds software to fight human trafficking and sexual exploitation of children. Um, what do you guys think about that? I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But it's not like I can say, "Oh, I hate that. That's terrible." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just about. He used, I mean, his platform in order to, to push something. Mm. And it's something that really matters. And we don't really see that much. I think he saw purpose. Like, he was like, acting's great, but this is actually making a difference in the world. Let me just put acting to the side and mm-hmm. actually make a difference in the world and somewhat make money off it as well. Why yeah. not? <laughs> mm. I mean, I feel like all celebrities should and most do... Um, involve themselves with like philanthropy and stuff and mm. charity and helping people who are in need and stuff um, when you say what do you think of it is it from a perspective of what do you think of what he's doing or do you think this is the best cause or are you saying oh do you think that's the best way to go about philanthropy and that he should walk away from acting and do tech yeah pretty much but, that okay walking away from acting and doing tech was he a great actor oh yes. <laughs> are we gonna do this no but the thing is yeah was he really that amazing that we're gonna oh my days no he was an Oscar I've, winner I've never, he was an Emmy he, he winner was some classics, he was man. a he was a, what classics what, what Ashton Kutcher movie are you what guess what, who was good guess, what yeah, guess, in, who, guess who were good with Bernie Mac that was good that was, what happened yeah. in Vegas yeah that was a great one Two and a Half Men was quite good I'd I never watched Two and a Half Men oh uh, yeah I didn't think anyone a, a could have replaced Charlie but he did well so. yeah just that's, 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 that's besides my point. My point is, his craft obviously primarily was acting, mm-hmm. and he's now walked away from that to do this philanthropy full time. Yeah. 
Um, so I guess your question is, do you think that more celebrities should be doing it, giving up their platforms, not their okay. platforms, but giving up Let what? me actually rephrase the question because in my head, I had the question, but I didn't really articulate it well. So my question, what do you think is like, okay, he's he's completely left acting now. Yeah. Oh, he's cool. like said that. Uh, he said he's, he's on the side. He, I don't know if he might go back. That's that's down to him. Yeah. But he's okay. he's focusing solely on Thorn. So do you think that, you know, to, to leave something and to... Ugh, okay, I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> to, to be, to, can I go, just take it back one step? Yeah. To be fair, he's been an investment from before. Very true. So he's a venture capitalist. He mm-hmm. runs yeah. a company called A-Grade Investments. So he's been putting money into some serious companies and getting exits and money from time. Mm-hmm. So he can afford not to act if you don't want to. He can go and do the little theatre rubbish or what have you. <laughs> um, and I think it's, because he's quite a high-profile person, he will be able to to do it at that level. Yeah. My only problem is, and I'm just going to put it out there, is that a lot of celebrities, especially with those with the white saviour complex, mm-hmm. tend to go and do these things and often forget that on the ground stuff is already being done. Yeah. yeah. And then they, they come to kind of like reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. and, and it's good PR for them and all the rest of it, but a lot of stuff gets done on the ground and, and my concern is that are... Uh, are those individuals, celebrities or what have you, who, who come out with these big brands, are they really thinking about it being about them or are they doing it because it's complementing what already exists? And that's my what my main concern is around those kind of stuff. I'm not starting early, man, but you invited me. No, 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 go ahead. We want it from time. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Okay, that actually segues into another topic. So I was listening to the Techish podcast and they talked about Jay-Z and Diddy's new app, uh, doesn't have a name yet, I believe. Let's just call it Black Excellence for now. Yeah, but there, it's an app to, prom- to promote black businesses and black-friendly companies, right? So I guess that if you wanted to search for a product or service, you could just search and it will show you primarily black-owned or you know black-friendly businesses. Um, what do you think about that? In, ter- in terms of what Dave has just said about, you know, what about supporting things that are already there and mm. they, they want to come and change the game, but there are people already there trying to do that what do you think about that my question is was there already an app because i feel like there are definitely websites there are definitely there are directories yeah, twitter, <laughs> like, twitter accounts that specialize exactly. in, in putting black businesses out there so as much as i'm here for it and them putting their money where their mouth is and because they've been saying black business black business for how many years now is are they the first ones to do it or is this a thing of oh we want to do it and we want to own it for ourselves and directly benefit ourselves with Jay-Z and P. Diddy what do you think yeah <laughs> whatever Diddy's calling himself I mean, these days love love yeah. brother love brother love he no, dro- he's no, 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 brother. He no cause it's like you're already a brother is he dropped so, the brother now yeah, he's, he's, dropped so the brother so now. he's just, so just he's, love he's done two name changes in like three months yeah, now yeah he's crazy yeah. and, and he says yeah. you can still you can still call him Diddy before he was saying don't call me Diddy anymore now he's saying yeah still call me Diddy but it's just love, you know. When you feel that extra love, call me love. Oh, oh, Otherwise, oh. you can call me Diddy. Oh, I'll call him Sean because <laughs> that's his name, Mr. Combs. <laughs> I'll call him Puff. I can't lie. <laughs> I like Puff. Talk that talk. But yeah, I I've, I think it comes back to you know could they have invested in a company or a business that was already doing that? Because there are websites that are Twitter um, accounts again that basically just revolve around if you have a service. And you need a black business to do it. We we know the people. We have the directories. Exactly. 
So if it is powered by or if they've come alongside one of these companies and picked it up and said, let's put some funding behind this and build you an app, that's that's fantastic. If it's not, then again, it, like David said, they might be stepping on some toes there. I don't mind them stepping on the toes. I just think it, they should be aware of the fact that there are others out there and not pretend. So there's Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street in America has been going for the best part of about five or six years now. And that has been... Uh, that has been an existing platform in the UK we've got two we've got UK black business and there's another black business one as well which are to be fair they may not be as fully fleshed out as what these guys are saying but you know all you need is what 40 grand put some really good developers and some good UX behind it get some really good traction and you align yourself to it rather than trying to make out you're the only ones that know it And and I guess my my biggest issue with this and I think it's something that plagues not just those guys but I think it's across the board mm-hmm. is that sometimes people come into a space want to reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. when there are ways of building a car around the wheel if yeah. I can use yeah. that as a yeah. phrase yeah. and and it's uh, I'll give you a quick quick side uh, as a quick um, as a segue it's now we're um, and I'll come back I promise but now we're experiencing <laughs> a lot of these issues around youth finance in London mm-hmm. one of my biggest issues and I've been saying this for probably for the last 15 years is that there's so many youth organisations and charities that are out there but there's no joined up way of connecting them yeah. if at the end of the day there was a way of connecting them collectively they come together to get the funds to be able to power and empower people rather than these all these scattered things trying to go for the little crumbs you do a lot more you have a lot bigger impact so if those guys if P Diddy and using that same concept if Pity and, and, and Jay-Z are going to come and look at what's already existing and say how can we complement it or you know they don't even have to fund it mm-hmm. right? I don't, don't even want the funding but as long as they can say we're going alongside it and we can you know raise their platform yeah. and echo it then I'm good man but yeah I hear that I guess um because um, I was reading I was trying to see if I can get a little bit more depth depth into why they're doing it they were just trying to say like it's time for us to start building an economy system behind our people instead of putting money into other cultures and other groups why don't we just try and salvage some of that and put it into our own pockets and that doesn't take away from the other people because guess what we're still going to buy from the Asians we're still going to buy from the Jews but at the end of the day we need to start buying from ourselves but that doesn't doesn't that defeat the point the thing is, why, like, why would you even mention? Do you know what? No, no, no. Do you know what, no, 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 what it is? Because, like, guess what? My hair products, right? I can get the same person. Um, I can get the same products from a black person. It's the same product, oh. but it's from a different place. <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought the whole point was. Okay, you're, we all need the same services. What did he actually where said was we're still going to buy Gucci yeah. and we're still going to shop at Goldstein's or something. But I'm not so, because <laughs> I don't care about that, but he so will. Like, that means that just means he's not giving up Gucci. I think that You he, know my opinion on rappers and Gucci, man. I think people will still... If, if somebody has spent the best part of God knows how many million to raise a certain level or a certain item of clothing... And that's what it's supposed to be like when you see people who are successful wearing that kind of clothing. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously or consciously, people are still going to go, I don't buy Gucci. I don't buy any of those big, stupid label things. It doesn't make sense to me. I'd rather go and get a tailor to go make me some decent clothes. Yes, I still wear my Adidas. I ain't going to complain, right? That's my, that's my, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked up with the Adidas <laughs> ecosystem. I'm going to keep that real. But generally speaking, you, people are going to do that. I think it's more of what do we do with the existing stuff. So, say, for example, the point you made 
Uh, am I allowed to mention names of brands on here? Go ahead. Of okay. We have slayed so take, so all take, of them. Take Pack, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. Pack yeah. have absolutely come in and mullered the black hair market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe that there is a way um, yeah. of, being able to, of being able to change that. But in order to be able to change and take on somebody like Pack, you have to have deep pockets. Mm-hmm. So it means that you have to go and raise a couple mil, all right, to be able to not only... Um, change the habits and the buying styles of individuals but you've got to make a major dent in the supply chain right. because I'll give you a quick example there was a lady in Peckham who set up an, and her were well, one of two black independent hip shops she did one in Peckham okay. and one in Croydon okay. and she was complaining yeah, yeah, yeah. because people weren't coming to the one in Peckham saying black people don't buy from it and, and when people say when, when I hear people saying black people don't buy from us I always get it always gets underneath my skin it's not that black people don't buy from you it's that you don't know how to market to black people yeah. properly I they honest, can't see I honestly, you, so you're, I honestly believe yeah. that because you can't just expect people to just come and buy from just you just because you're black. Just because you're black, it's not you've got to bring yeah. a, a set of, of excellence. She was right down the other end of Peckham High Street. People were buying from Peckham the other stuff from the top, and here's what she didn't get. Yes, she had the weaves. Yes, she had the wigs. Yes, she had the all the different hair products. But when you're going to pack, you're also buying potato and yam. And are you? Are, uh, I'm going to say planting because I'm Caribbean. I'm going to stick with it. That's the correct planting. way to say it, don't I? Huh? That's the uh, correct way to say it. What do you say? Planting. What do you say? Planting. I, 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 I say it correctly. It's planting. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go there. Oh right? my gosh, I'm gonna no. go there. We're going to go there. We're going to have that moment. You said you said correctly. Why? Because you said that guy to back you up. Okay, I'm not going to do that. Okay, so oh I'm going to tell you why I believe it's incorrect. And my truth is my truth. <laughs> when A-N is, a, A-I-N is a suffix for a noun, okay, it's in, captain, mountain, chieftain, planting, okay? When it's a verb, it's ain, maintain, okay? Abstain, okay? Planting is not a verb, okay? So there is a rule, and yeah, uh, okay, I there are always you. exceptions to the rules, but you can't say it's correct unless you're going to come in with a strong <laughs> English position that you're going to be able to, that you're going to be able to maintain. So go, come with it. Is love a noun or a verb? It depends what mood you're in. Wow. Mm. Interesting. I'm bringing old school here, but I'm bringing old school. Anyway, anyway. So the banana, so the that, you can, the banana that you can fry, yeah? That way you can get it from Because of Diddy, that's all. Oh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's a verb. <laughs> it's, it's all good, it's all good. But seriously, um, um, being able to, if you go into one of those shops, what they realise is that, you know, it's a whole experience. So say, mm-hmm. for example, yeah. if, you're, if you're a white woman and you go into Tesco's, you can buy head and shoulders. Mm-hmm. Pampers mm-hmm. and um, your your beer. Yeah. yeah. The equivalent of when you go into pack, you can buy Supermalt, Plantain, or Plantain, depending on what side of the Atlantic you're from. Okay, <laughs> and you can, but you can also go and buy your hair products. So if you're going to go and disrupt that chain, you've got to also think of the buying patterns. Mm-hmm. You've also got to be able to train people about how they can buy online. For at the moment, I'm I, I'm a massive support of Afrocentrics. Okay, black women, black owned hair business. Okay, they currently do a crowdfunding raise. Big plug in the in the middle of the podcast. But one of the things for me is teaching people how they can go and buy those kinds of products online, and that's a whole marketing exercise. It's a whole behavioural economics exercise on itself, and it takes little nudges. And you're talking about realistically changing people's habits, their buying habits that they've had for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't do that overnight. It's going to take two, three, four, five years to do it. So for me, when they come with those kind of apps, you've got to think. Great to have the app, but what are we going to do about changing the whole thing around the supply chain? Like, so for, for me, for example, um, I'm, I'm going to talk about it a bit later, but I'm mm-hmm. starting my own incubator for black founders. I make no apologies about it, okay? Mm-hmm. Got to be a black founder on the team, just straight up. 
And the reason is because we're underfunded, we're underrepresented, we're, yep. not, we're not in the supply chain. I've recently did some work with a guy based up in Leicester and he's trying to get a lot more black people into the procurement business so we can start buying in bulk a lot more. Okay. All those things are massive shifts. And if you don't have that, we'll always just have the app and we'll always be playing small. But you've got to be thinking about that whole process. How do we go in there? And how do we change it? And how do we collectively own it? Otherwise, we always will be buying Gucci. Mm-hmm. And we always will be buying from whatever um, Goldstein or whatever the kind of... Um, <laughs> and I'm saying this, if there are any Jewish friends saying, I'm not saying it to be prejudiced, because I know people will jump on this and jump on Twitter. I'm just saying generally, if we go outside of our community, we will always be buying those things because we are not in control of the actual supply chain. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Wait, we started already. Yeah. <laughs> we always start early, don't we? Oh. And love is and love is usually a verb. So wow, we went. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I'm saying, if there's no if there's no direct, you know, response, then we can agree that we're right. But you can continue to say it how you want to say it. That's fine. I absolutely won't try and change your culture, but just know that it's not correct. That's all. As long as you fry it and put it on a plate for me, I don't care what you call it. Word. That's absolutely fine. I don't necessarily like getting into these debates and planting. <laughs> planting, even fun. the jollof. Co- uh, it's just, we get it. Everyone to their own. Just How eat. about that? Yes. yes. Just we'll just eat and sustain our bodies. How about mm-hmm. that? Thank you. Moving okay. on swiftly. Um, let me pick something left. Oh, yeah, Puma. Oh, my God. So, Word. did anyone see the Run the Street oh. campaign? Oh no! Ah. I can't even begin to describe how how oh. ridiculous and like th- does no one think? Wait, wait, wait on wait, the team, what happened? Wait, can we just okay, wait? Give wait. The context. So basically, give the context. I was just on Twitter, right? Yeah, as you do, it's just harmless. I just, I just wanted to laugh just for that minute. All of a sudden, Puma's done this, 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 this. So they had a party called Hustle. Oh, Hustle what? Hustle something. I don't know what it was yeah. called. Yeah. Hustle something. Um, it, obviously, it obviously didn't wait, land well for anybody wait, here. House of room, Hustle. Yeah, House of Hustle. Okay. House hashtag hustle. run the streets. Yeah. So they had an event that they did not publicize at all. Like, I didn't see it. I, I checked on their social media platforms. Yeah, it wasn't Nothing. Okay. It was invite. Okay, okay, Puma, we get it. Um, so I see some pictures now. It was invite now. only. Huh? It was Continue. a what? It was invite only, apparently. Continue. Continue. Go on. So I see a picture now. I see several pictures of um, a trap phone attached to a shoebox, and that's how um, guests were getting their, I guess, their gifts or whatever, their shoes. Um, and there was also a fridge that looked like a trap, like it was a bit worn down, and there were shoes in there, kind of like representing a trap house. Why is the crap in the fridge? I don't understand it. I, I don't know. Is that really what offended you about all this? <laughs> no, but I mean, okay, one thing. Yeah, cool. You're gonna you're gonna use the whole trap culture, even though you know all, right, all the stuff that's going on in the black community in areas. Of, oh, this was on Friday, by the way. Like you, you know, you actually know. So you're gonna use that. That's the that's the one thing. But then you've done something stupid, like putting the crepe in the fridge. Like why 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 is it there? It's I don't. A me- it's a metaphor for keeping your crepes cool. Oh, it could be. It, it's rubbish it's rubbish <laughs> when it's it that is so damn cool. but why, why that is so da- alright so it, it just made no sense so you have <sighs> trap phones and you the whole the whole idea of it is based it? around drug dealer line. culture yeah it says you have been chosen what? turn on the trap line yeah which is okay first of all and we're going to talk about what's going on with the with the roads right now and all the murders that we're seeing but 
so you see all that's going on and the fact that the media is reporting this at a higher rate you see that people are hurting you see that you know this is all really based around the money chase of selling drugs and you decide that the best thing the most sensitive thing to do the wisest thing right now is to throw a party that is basically centered around glorifying this thing and the thing is I think they knew that it wasn't the wise thing to do because otherwise it wouldn't have been invite only. To me, what it's not just that you would have publicized it if you actually thought it was a legit campaign. You would have been like, "Yep, well, you're doing this." You to me, to me, what I see, and you know, someone might say I'm being over the top, but I see a blackface party. I can't lie to you. It's an invite only event. Who's who Snapchat? Who Snapchat leaked it? I'm just bait. Who all he does is follow black Twitter people, order viral tweets. He takes them, puts them on Instagram and he makes money from this. Like I see a, I see a blackface party. I can't lie to you. And that's my problem with it. It's not that, uh, these guys are just stupid and they just did it. It's not like the guy, the, the kid in the monkey dress, but from H and M, which to be fair, that might've also been purposeful. But to me, this one is very much a purposeful, knowledgeable decision to cool. Let's take, black culture or rather what we have claimed black culture to be and the negative aspects of it and throw a party about it whilst you know all the madness is going on outside and yeah Puma is just trash for that you know I hate cancelling people but Puma you, I mean you they're not cancelling wearing Puma right now <laughs> yeah I mean it's cause you're wearing an Arsenal kit so wear trash get trash <laughs> cool it's black, black culture is exploitable. Yeah. Black culture is exploitable. The, the, the reality is, is whichever way we look at it, there, is, there are going to be individuals who will see it as an opportunity to, to tap into what they think is cool. So, you know, Puma support Jamaica, all right? But they will, they will go uh, and they will push it to the limits to say that they've got the, the, the team and they're sponsoring the team because everybody else goes for Nike, whatever, whatever slave brand they got out there. Um, and Nike, Puma... Adidas, they know, let's take the Nike um, City campaign, you know, although a lot, there was a lot of South Asians who were kicking off saying, why aren't there South Asian representation in there? <laughs> because none of you man play football. Well, it's not even that, it's that it's based on black culture. Yes, they had white people in that video, but even if you think about it, the way they people were wear their caps, their hats, their yeah. rap, or even the language that they would have adopted from black culture, it's something that can be commercialized. Mm. So we'll look at it and look, it's no accident it's no accident that that happened. It ain't. Yeah. It ain't. And there, are there any senior blacks in that, in those campaigns who are as, making a difference? As we no. always said. Or said. thinking wider? Come on now. I doubt it, personally. I doubt it. I feel like there's a lot of artists, uh, especially uh, rap artists from the UK that are now signed to Puma um, because it's become trendy because it's doing a lot of collaborations with, you know, sm- smaller, cooler brands. Um, what, like Supreme in that? Yeah, Supreme. There was, I think they did a trap star thing as well, like, um, what's the other one Bathing Ape um, so yeah I think a lot of rappers are involved and they kind of I guess maybe they're trying to cater to the rappers maybe that's why it was exclusive it was only for artists we don't know but the fact is that I'm just bait as the one who, he, that's the only real, real tweet that I can find yeah. of evidence that even happened so this person's now put it out there and the rest of us are seeing it at a time where it's, it's not necessarily the best time, especially with the whole debate around, oh, is drill music the cause of what's going on and so on and so on. It's just, it's, it's terrible timing and it's, it's not good for the brand. 
I feel like people f- for, like they're at this point it's just ridiculous like do you not really understand the repercussions of bad branding like you actually do one thing and you're cancelled this is what this um this is what this generation is about like we actually care about what we put our money into like somewhat like yeah somewhat let me say that but if we're not if we're not happy with something, we challenge it. That's the whole point of Twitter. That's why when we get into an uproar, we get into an uproar for a reason because mm-hmm. we're all like, this doesn't make any sense. That's why a lot of the black people that I saw that saw this, they were like, what the hell is this? Because, okay, if you want to do this to me, that's fine. I won't buy from you then. Like, I actually, it's, it's, it's a bit mad. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to see a Puma thing on my, in my wardrobe again. This doesn't make any sense. And it, it, it's that serious now. And they don't care about those repercussions. And that's idiotic to me. But people have short memories. Yeah, mm. that's what. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was short memories. Like our outrage actually has no power behind it. And mine does, but I'm yeah. I'm the only one person. And if you are, if you take H and M, you know, I'm sure after the little incident that happened with the little um, guy with the coolest monkey in the jungle stuff and all the uproar that happened there, yeah, had a massive dip, eight ten percent, what have you, what what not. The but the reality is, in a matter of years' time, people have forgotten about that because it's not. As well. it's not. It's not consciously. It's not. There isn't a pain point for mm. a lot of people. Mm. Yeah. And because there isn't a pain point, you know, that then people aren't really gonna, you know, back in the day, like a. Um, I don't know. I'm going showing you guys my age now. It's my birthday yesterday, by the way, I guys. Know. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 49, man, in good health with my family. Come so on now. wow, black dog. Right. I tell him unless you smoke it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but, uh, it, growing up, there were brands that we didn't buy, like young black guys that did not buy things like Fred Perry. Mm, okay? Mm, mm, because Fred Perry, we used to go to Carnaby. See, you guys are cool. When I was 12 years old, I was chased down Carnaby Street by skinheads wow. in Fred Perry. Okay, now you lot can walk up and down Carnaby Street like it's nothing. We used to go down certain parts of East London. There were certain no-go areas. There were certain parts of West London that were. When we used to do carnival, I remember the first carnival that I went to. And when we when we moved away from when we were leaving there, quite and I actually my parents didn't know I was supposed to be at church with my cousin there. <laughs> but um, when we came back, we off the sides of the streets. Teddy boys and skinheads used to chase us, and a lot of the brands that they used to wear, Ben Sherman. Ted, um, mm-hmm. Fred, okay. Fred Perry, all those kinds of stuff, which have come full circle and have been reimagined and remarketed. Those things they didn't want black people wearing them. Yeah, but because people have a short-term memory, sometimes they will forget some of that kind of stuff. Like Nivea, you know, the cream Nivea. They did an mm-hmm. advert last year with some guy with his head and was talking about if you want to be less savage or something like that. Yeah, and he's got his hair. His hair was smooth, but he had a. Uh, an image of his his head like being quite nappy and all yeah, combed yeah, out, yeah. and he wanted to throw that. Nivea, the brand Nivea actually means nearer to white. That's what it actually, the, the, if you look at, I'm slightly paraphrasing here, but it's, it's as close to white as possible. Wow. But they still love to sell the creams to black people. I grew up in my house, we had Nivea in our house. Wow. Super Bowl. We drink oh, Super Bowl. Don't more. do that. Don't go there. Don't break my heart. Wait, blame us. Wait, some, of us, some of us drink Super Bowl. No. More. Okay, but where's Super Bowl from? I hear it's from uh, America or something. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared. I want to get you and your listeners. It's, it's, it's from it's from places where no, no, human no, no, beings. No, no, no! Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Nothing's wrong with nothing's wrong with buying and drinking Super Bowl. What I'm saying to you is where that is often from? we make choices and we buy things and we buy into lifestyles and we buy into commodities, not necessarily knowing the history behind it. Mm. And often mm. when we actually realise the history behind what is done, it's mad. Like for example, um, IBM. 
you know, IBM, big massive computer, invested in Microsoft, all the rest of it helped. A lot of people don't realize that IBM got a lot of its history and a lot of its computer power because they used to use, they used to be the ticketing machines that were used in the Nazi camps to track Jews. Wow. Okay? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola <laughs> yeah, was heavily involved in that. Oh, my God. Right? Bosses, well. You go and look at VW and Mercedes. Look, I've done work for Mercedes, so I'm raising my hand up and saying it as it is. But you go and historically look at brands like VW, BMW, Mercedes, they were massive supporters of Nazism. You saw their campaigns, okay? Yes, in, be, let's be honest, we've moved on. Like now, I've gone and done work for Shell. I'm very aware of what Shell has done in the Delta in, in Nigeria. Very, very aware of it. And, and what I've done, especially when I've kind of like gotten money when I got paid for Shell, is I specifically went into schools where they had high black population densities of students, and I would go in there and I would do that work at either free or at a limited amount because I wanted to give back. But the reality is if you scrape back or if you just pull back some of the curtains and you look at some of the brands that we're invested in and you look at their history and you were going to go out there as a conscious buyer, you wouldn't be buying them. Mm, wouldn't buy good. them. Wouldn't buy them. Did you know that Adidas and Puma, the guys who did them, they're both brothers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so the impact, again, you know, like you can't, in Germany, you can't work for Adidas and then try and go and work in yeah. Puma or vice versa. And they're literally in the same town. It's like being in London and they're like from North. North is Adidas and South is Nike or switch it whichever way you want, right? You want. But you can't go and work for the other one. And when you see some of that history, you go, ah, okay. Okay. And, and for me, it's about making that conscious decision about where am I really going to put my money Mm. where am I going to really invest my heart and my soul when I'm buying these things and if I'm going to do it consciously do I just say I'm going to do it and I don't care or are you going to be part of the actual system and that's tough that's mm. absolutely tough you know I, I drove I, I again as I said I'm driving down the road in a really nice Mercedes I might pull up today it is nice Mark, lovely car love the car but consciously sometimes I'm thinking buying one of them what am I what am I feeding oh, into yeah, yeah. Yeah. what am I feeding into Ooh. and even as I said I've gone and worked for them I've done some, done some work for them and they're, they're my clients so they pay me so I'm good with that alright <laughs> but even then I still have to think okay let, can I sit comfortably with the decision of working with that organisation mm. and if you can't then those brands will always say sorry I know I'm going on about you guys no no, anyway. no. I, I, I'm passionate about that stuff because I think we have to make decisions and we have to be really conscious no about but this it. is the point so even now like obviously we're trying to be entrepreneurs and stuff it's about what your, what do you actually stand for what yeah. does your business stand for what do you actually want to do for people and how are you actually going to help mm. instead of like I'm just trying to do this to make money that's not the point because if you're going to do that you're going to fail yeah. Not yeah. you might not necessarily fail in monetary terms yeah. but you're going to fail regardless yeah. 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 I mean as much as I, I say I love capitalism because I do I think this comes down to the dark side of capitalism like people that are anti-capitalist as much as we don't have a better financial system, so they're being unrealistic. Yeah. This there is really a dark side, and yes. we like mm. if we're being honest with ourselves, even the fact that we pay tax is very crazy. That they, the, some of our tax was going to pay to oh. the families of slave owners up until a couple of years ago. Me, when I heard that, I was thinking, "Rah, I'm coming to rob this England." I'm done. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah. How, that is so insane, and that's something that we're supporting and. Like, you literally don't have any trades but to pay your taxes. I mean, of course, you know, we all plan to practice our tax avoidance and please, guys, to the maximum of your ability. Avoidance, not evasion. Yeah. Tax avoidance, legal tax, tax, tax avoidance. <laughs> tax management, that's the word. So, yeah, avoid paying your taxes if you can legally do so. But, like, ultimately, you will have to pay something. I've... And you know that some of that money is going there. <laughs> and some of that money... <laughs> 
Uh, if, if listen, if you've got some tips. So, so okay, so. So let me let me let me just say because obviously people are listening to this. If you go and set up your own company and you run your own company, mm. you're going to be paying less tax as a company director as you would than if you were in an employment. Yeah. Mm. Because the way it is, is you can pay yourself a minimum. I can pay myself a minimum amount of salary, a twenty five grand a year, and then take the rest of the money out as dividends. Yeah. In terms of my actual corp- in terms of my actual um, corporation, the PA no PAYE and the national insurance. Because for me, I ain't skipping national insurance. National insurance needs to be paid. I ain't dodging that. I want to put my money in there because if, God forbid, I walk out the road tomorrow and I get lit down by a car or what have you, I want to go into a hospital knowing that I paid my way into the system. Yeah. Okay? Pensions and all that kind of stuff, I ain't worried about that. My money's elsewhere. But I do think it's important. If I had to pay more corporation tax on my company and it meant that more people could get a better health service, I'd pay more corporation tax. Mm. Mm. And what it is, is there are individuals who are like, oh, you know, I paid the money. Listen, if I had to pay 30%, Right, it's, currently, it's between 24 and 25% on your profit. And remember, corporations, that's on your profit. Yeah, not, on yeah, your, yeah. not on your turnover. So it's on your profit. So if you're really clever about the way that you, you yeah, can run up all the expenses the money, you want yeah. <laughs> and pay, get a £1,000 profit, right, and then pay the tax on there. But for me, the reason why I am, uh, I'm, I'm a believer, especially around national insurance and managing your tax, okay, is that if I have the choice between paying an extra penny in income tax to make sure that more people get better health care in the country, I'm happy to pay that. Mm. What I do have an issue with is around regulation and about being charged with lots and lots of money around it. And I agree with what you're saying about capitalism. I wish there was another term. So I love trade. I love globalism. I love not having, I love the free market. Mm. Capitalism I have a problem with, and I'm going to tell you why, because I want another better word. I'm going to think of it, I'm thinking of another term. I like democratic socialism that holds up the places like Scandinavia and what have you, where they will pay tax, but they always know that no matter where you are, you're going to be covered free education, covered healthcare, all that kind of stuff is done. I like that, but you can still run a business. Uh, and I think there's an in-between. But capitalism was formed off the back of slavery. Capitalism mm. was formed off the back of colonialism. Yeah. Capitalism was formed off the back of exploiting indigenous populations and then being able to trade. And yeah. often the guys who were rich at the top, they would do that. In yeah. principle, what I love is I love the idea of the free market, but I still think it should be controlled to an extent. And that control should be that everybody should be paying the fair amount of tax. Yeah. So tax management for me is important. I don't like avoidance because, you know, all those, you think about all the, um, I'm not going to call out anybody's name because I know a few of them, but all those (laughs) entertainers and athletes and all the individuals who went and did offshore companies and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. I don't, I know how to do that, but I ain't doing it. I'm going to put, put my companies, you go and have a look on companies, as you see my companies are in England. There ain't no kind of um, limited partnership that then goes off to um, Belgium and Amsterdam and Dublin and all those other places. It's here. You can see it. It's very visible. And I understand why some people will do it. But for me, I have an obligation, I believe, to to make sure that I want to make sure that all you guys have good health care. Like yeah. I said, I went to St. Mary's Hospital, right? That's where I was born. And a friend of mine was in there. And I, well, we were in a building. I said, where's the toilet? The toilet was only on the down, down downstairs floor, five stories. Wow. And the only public toilets for men and women were downstairs. Wow. Here's the thing. St. Mary's Hospital, bang, Trade Street, bang in the middle of central London. Five stories. The only toilet's downstairs. We come downstairs. The toilet's locked. Huh? Men and women a lot. The disabled toilet, no toilet paper. My youngest daughter wants to go to the toilet. And she, you can see she's getting panicky now. So I'm like, look, let's go to the other building. We have to cross the road to the other side of the building, to A&E. A&E, the women's toilets are shut. This is at 6.30 on a Saturday evening. I had to then take my daughter. I said, look, come into the man's toilet. I don't care. I walk in there. I said, go, go and use the cubicle. I'll stand outside. One next man bop in there. I was like, all right, bro, my daughter's in there. So that's kind of like shield, though, you know, when she was walking outside. <laughs> but you imagine, this is, this is central London in 2018. 
in one of the key hospitals in the UK and none of the toilets are working in one building where you've got five floors of patients and then when you do go out to the next one, the A&E side, the women's toilet is broken and you can just about... The, the, I don't even think the disabled toilets are working and I had to get into the, 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 the men's. For me, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And that's why I say whenever I pay the money in, I want to make sure that the NHS can do something better. Yeah. But I do get what you're saying. I do. That's yeah. why I'm saying it's more about management than the actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. No, it makes a lot of sense. I agree with everything you said. I, I, yeah. I'm got, I got, as I said, I, I, you know, I don't want to make too much tax. I ain't going to lie. You know what I mean? <laughs> I still want to go to Morocco, LA and all the nice places, all right? But, I, but I'm, all, I'm also of the belief that there are a lot of people out there who have got more money than they need. Yeah, yeah. And... When you do that, you should be paying your fair way of tax. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I believe everyone should contribute to society yeah. as much as they humanly can. I think that's what we're all trying to do. That's the whole point of entrepreneurship. Add value. How can I add value? So, yeah, I'm all in favor of that. I just have a problem with often the way the taxes are spent. Because let's say even yeah. if I do decide to pay a certain amount of tax, yeah. how is it being spent? I have absolutely no control over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not going to speak from a point of knowledge because I don't know but is there a way to directly contribute to the NHS and say look this money is going towards the NHS or is it only through tax it's it's only through tax but I think by the way guys you tell me when you because I will go alright because you know I'm going to get excited alright so you tell me <laughs> raise your hand people can't see this obviously but when you want me to stop you tell me because I will go off no worries. I actually believe that I, I have a theory I have a very quick theory and I believe one of the best ways of dealing with the NHS is that everybody should be able to access the NHS as just a standard mm. But I do believe there should be a provision that if there are individuals who want to contribute more to it directly, yeah. whether it means that you go pay to get fast... If I, if, I have to get, if I have to pay to fast track to go and see my GP, I'll pay the money. Yeah. If I have to pay to be able to go and say that, you know, I need an operation and it gets me out to a private hospital. I know there's public... I know there's private things already. But if there are ways to help the NHS by individuals who earn more, who run businesses like myself or what have you, and we can pay that extra amount of money to do that, I'm happy to do it. I will pay. If it, if it was to say, if somebody said to me, Dave, in order to access your GP quicker than someone else, it'll cost you 50 quid. Mm. I'll drop that 50 quid quicker than you think. It's not yeah. a problem. because my health. I'm investing in that. Um, and But I also think that there are some, there are lots of elements. That, there's too much money going out on consultants in the NHS. There's too much wastage. So all the people who, who, I, who I know who speak who work in the NHS, I said, there's too much waste. People don't turn up for their appointments. People don't return, you know, the little crutches. Something like 200 million gets wasted a year because people don't return crutches to the hospital or the clinics. Wow. So I think it needs to be managed better. But coming back to what you said, if there was a premium that you had to pay on top of, the, uh, on top of your NI to get access to the service, I'll pay it. And I prefer to pay that than having to go down the private route. Mm-hmm. But that's why. So a freemium model. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Pay your little ni, which always goes there. Um, you know, yeah. and drugs and what have you. But if you can do that next level, kind of whatever to get, I'm happy to pay that. I'm interested. What makes you prefer that to private? Um. Is it that you think it'd be cheaper or? No. It, do you know what? I think it's the principle. Because I love the principle of the NHS. I love the principle of the NHS to say that, you know, if I, I've been paying into it for years, so I should be able to just walk into a hospital and if I need something to be done, I can get that done. Mm. But I also like the, the option of being able to say, but at, at the same time, on that service, I can pay an extra amount, which will help the service as a whole, so it serves the whole lot. 
as well as being able to get in there and jump the queue. Private is just private. Private, private health, and don't get me wrong, do I pay my contributions? I'm going to keep it 100, right? Yes, I'll put a little, because if times get rough, right, I'm going to kidney go, right? I want to be able to go. I'm not going to lie, okay? Because yeah. the system isn't there for the two-tier system. But if I, if I put money into private, I know that's just going to shareholders. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. And yes, you are going to pay the premium, and it's kind of like that, that kind of American kind of way of doing, you know, whatever. You are going to pay the premium. But if you are going to pay the premium international health, for me, it's going into the whole system, and that's what I prefer to do. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> See, you don't brought me on here. You get me excited, man. I can't <laughs> shut up. Damn. Speaking of these hospitals and underfunded hospitals, let's talk gangland, guys. I'm sorry? Let's talk gangland. What's going on? The boys oh. shooting, oh, yes, stabbings. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, so, obviously, we've been seeing... Well, I've been seeing on Twitter, ain't it? Because I just... Sorry, the news is just... It's too much. So... Just every every day there's something else. Um, I think one affected me the most. It was the girl, it was the six, it was seventeen year old girls, because I know her cousin, so I saw that through her cousin that tweeted that. I think that's the one that sparked the, mm-hmm. I guess, um, the viral tweet about it. And that's when I was like, nah. I I don't know when you get like not directly affected, but when there's more of a close connection, it mm-hmm. gets deeper. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was just trying to figure out why is this happening? Like, what is happening? What is the origin of this gangland, I would say? Travis? I don't think that there's not one specific Of course, but like, origin what are it? the but aspects? I, I, it's that it's a number of things. So there, there's like extreme poverty. There's, there's lack of opportunities for young people. And there's just... And deeper than that, it's, it's a mindset and a way of life that's been happening. It's been happening. Yeah. I don't think things are are worse now than they were. They're getting more um, more airtime. You know, yeah. BBC News is actually tweeting about things now. Um, whether that's to suit an agenda, we don't know. But it's always been a problem, and it's something that we should have been aware of before. And it's sad that, like you said. Um, when it's when it's close to home, that's when it, that's that's when we feel it. But really and truly, um, I don't know if you saw the thread that someone did of like fifty-two people that have been affected just this year alone, like, since the start of this year. That's fifty-two people. I knew about four of them, but then this is happening, you know, all the time. Yeah, week on week. And and I, I had no idea, and I might have seen four of them, but I think only two of them really hit me. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So it's it's. It's not just the fact that it's affecting these young people, it's now affecting us as a society where we're not seeing the actual impact of it. And that's that's my problem with it. And how we solve it, that that remains to be seen. But I do think that we all need to be doing better, we need to be doing something. I think it's incredibly sad that it's happening. Um, I think there are a myriad of problems that cause it, but I also don't think that what we're seeing is anything out of the normal. Mm-hmm. Um, David Bell who we'll have on here in a couple of weeks, actually tweeted the numbers in terms of um, the murders in London uh, year on year since like 2002. And if you look at it, we're actually at the mean. If you look at the rate, the rate we're going at when we hit the end of the year, this year won't have any higher number than any other year or like it's actually lower than the peak. So we're actually at the mean. So I think it's very much a thing of it's just being reported more. And 
that the conspiracy theory part comes where they say, is this to serve some kind of agenda? Is this because someone with money wants us to focus on this thing right now to distract us? Is it because Sadiq Khan is the mayor and they want to, to basically say he's a terrible mayor? Is it because, you know, that there, there, there must be a reason behind why it's suddenly being reported every single one? Because I know for, for a fact that there were times when there'd be shootings in Ealing Broadway and stuff mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be reported report. at all. Oh, do you as remember in- when we were, oh, where were we? we were like near Westfield and then we just saw like bare police cards. Mm. Like, yeah. Just like yeah, they just kept We just going. saw like 12 or something. Yeah, just, like, like 12, one after the like, other. Two helicopters. two helicopters going around. Yeah. There's nothing on the news. But like nothing that. on the news. So it's like, if things are happening and they're not being reported, now all of a sudden they're being reported, what changed? That's the change. Now, as for the socioeconomic problems that cause such things, um, obviously, you know, this the obvious stuff is like poverty breeds crime. It's, you know, trap life. It's the glorification of gang culture. It's the music might be a contributing factor. I think the music... I think it perpetuates it. It doesn't actually... I think the music, like, what it is, is if you already have that mindset... That, that's it, what I'm saying. It, 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 it enforces it. your yeah. mindset. But if you don't have that mindset, it's just enjoyable music, I guess. Um, it's the you know the the single parent households and you know that's the whole cycle of why their single parent households are because the dads are either you know running away or going to jail which is again it comes back to the cycle the cycle the cycle um, one thing I found really interesting was that they found a, a direct correlation between an increase in interest rates and I think it's an increase in interest rates and an increase in the murder rate. Um, the last time that it was kind of getting to a head like this was 2008 with the big, you know, I don't have to say what happened, the credit crunch. Yeah. So it's like, if every time there's some kind of economic downturn, this is going to happen, that indicates something to me. But yeah, that's my thoughts. That. Wow. That was like insightful. That. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. There's a direct correlation. Mm. Yeah. I, don't, I agree with you. I don't think... I don't think this year, like, there have been reports going, oh, you know, crime in London is more than New York. I'm like, yeah. come on, man, stop your nonsense, right? You've got to take into all, you've got to take into consideration all the, the factors. So, for example, there have been a number of stabbings this year, but there have been a number of white, Turkish, and all that other, you know, other individuals in that list of 55 who have been killed, and it's got nothing to do with gangs. Yeah. And it's got nothing to do, you know, there are more, there are probably more kids who get killed by their parents in this country than people who get stabbed on the streets of London. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't get reported. Mm. And I, I like what you were saying. I think the, to isolate drill or trap or whatever kind of music as, as one, I think that's irresponsible. Because mm. I think there are more probably more white kids out there listening to grime, trap, drill. Yeah. Yeah. I would know, know in my yes, white town. I see them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, they, and there isn't a proportionate... In, 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 especially within London anyway, there isn't a proportionate representation of deaths in that way. Now, don't get me wrong, when you look at places like Cleveland and Durham, per capita, they have more knife, they have more stabbings and knife crime than London, okay? Mm-hmm. There's more of an intense impact in Cleveland and Durham and also in Belfast as well. It's dropped a lot in Glasgow, but, you know, it's trendy to be able to report in London. Um, it's, uh, yes, do we have gangs in London? Yes, we do. We have, we've had them since bloody Dickens' time. Um, or the only difference is if, you know, I think if Charles Dickens was here now, he'd probably have Snapchat and, you know, or, or one of those other platforms where a lot of, unfortunately, very vulnerable young people are now doing things like leaderboards. So, 
you know, on Friday there was like six stabbings mm. that were reported. It was like yeah. in Whitgift, in, in, in Croydon, it was in Ealing, there were Mill Hill, there was, you know, and what it was is, you know, uh, from um, from the ground up, you see that there are individuals who are doing these things because they think it's trendy to get it captured on online. What they don't realise, and, and to be fair, if you are 13 or 14 and you're running around with a group of guys and you think, oh, I'm just going to go and take somebody out, you don't, without a shadow of a doubt, your brain is not in that space where you realise what the impact it is that mm-hmm. you're doing. You know, back in the way back in the day, we used to have fights after school where we met in the park. Yeah. You know, I used to live in Harrow, and you know, um, from Whitmore in Harrow, we'd go down to the park and we'd go down to yeah. South Harrow and we'd fight the other guys down there. We'd be round as bats and all that. Like, on, and we'd go and we'd bang each other up, but nobody actually thought of actually killing somebody. Yeah. We were going and we were banging up so we could laugh at you on the bus the next day we saw you because we wanted to rub that in. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, there's a lot of people who just want to be able to go right. Let me just kill you and then I'm done. Uh, and I agree with you what you're saying. I do. I do believe that there there are lots of lots of agendas. So you can't. I wouldn't isolate poverty on its own. I say if you combine the poverty, the the cuts, um, the lack of policing, the the role models that are very visible, mm-hmm. the the mindset that you have as a whole, yep. all that form together to form a brew. Because there are a lot of poor kids out there who aren't stabbing. Yeah. There are a lot of kids yeah, who are out there listening to trap, grime, or whatever the hell it is that aren't doing. Uh, that aren't committing crime mm-hmm. but at the same token there are a lot and across all communities whether it's African Caribbean Albanian Turkish White English Pakistani Bengali lots of people are selling drugs okay yeah. lots of people are getting involved in some really high stakes stuff in and outside of London and 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 I I actually believe it's a community thing that we've all got to work on together mm. but it can only be done really if those individuals who are more susceptible to do uh, to do that, actually believe in what you're saying and trust you. And it's a long-term thing, not this shitty two... Pardon my language, guys. No, no, no. Not this silly um, <laughs> two million pound campaign that Sadiq's doing. Okay, and I don't want to throw all blame on him because it was bad. Boris Johnson had the 2011 rights. Let's keep that real. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken Livingston had all the crap from before there as well. So for me, it's about... What do you, these young people who are involved in, especially if I can just say for the, the youth violence, from whatever city that we're actually talking about, who's having a conversation with them? Yeah, that's... All right, that's, and they aren't no community the leaders. Point. Let's keep it real. That's All right? the point. You know, we can even, even if we kind of like drop a couple of breadcrumbs at the doors of churches and mosques, they still don't have that impact when you are living in a situation where you're afraid that if you don't walk out your house with a knife, you probably yeah. are scared that, you know, how you can survive. Yeah, yeah. And it's being able to understand there's no easy solution, but I do believe a lot of it is tied to the economy. Because yeah. you haven't got an alternative, and that's why I, yeah. that's why like sometimes when I go into schools and I get I get stick for it all the time. I can't stand people, and I don't. I'm, you know, I've bowed out as a youth speaker this year, but I can't stand people who go and, and tell kids you can be whatever you can be. Because you go and tell someone that you don't give them the tools. Yeah, they can't. They're unbanked. They don't see finance around their family and their and, and people who they've grown up with. And you're going to say to them that they can be whatever they can be without giving them the specific tools. And that's why you will find a lot of those divisions, honestly, for youth violence, are very clearly defined along class lines as well. We sit in here as a studio, um, as as fellows, but we will and, and young lady, okay, I'll just say fellow people, all right. <laughs> but we we do that, and we've our mindset that we've got here is very different. Yeah, very very different. It's aspirational. Want to run our business, do the production, do your businesses, all that. That's incredibly aspirational. You're looking at tools and ways and means of doing it. You've got a podcast, you've got a studio that you've got here, and you're running it. For a lot of other people, they don't even have that. 
Yeah. They don't even have they that thinking. Yeah. 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 They and don't that, know it's possible. That's what I said it was. I, I said that was the issue. I yeah. said it's your mind yeah. and that is the hardest thing to change. Imagine yeah. you've been socialized to be something yeah. and someone's meant to break that. I mean, even me getting here, it's been a year and, yeah. a, and a half. Like, mm-hmm. I, what was... What was what was being a millionaire? What was that? Yeah. That that was not in the cards. That's yeah. not my, yeah. my parents being millionaires. No, I never saw that. Yeah. Never saw that in my community. Mm-hmm. Now you're telling me I can be whatever I want to be, mm-hmm. but they don't even know what to type in Google yeah. to even try. Yeah. It's just not yeah. there. It's foreign. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. As much as I think it's very disingenuous to blame the music, I think that it's important to mention that it is a very purposeful... Um, pushing of a certain kind of music and this has been the case in hip hop for across the board basically for three yeah. decades now yeah. where you know and this is this has been documented where people who run private prisons have come to the labels and said look oh, we yeah, want you to push this message because you'll get us more business and we get paid a certain amount per so prisoner. Bad. So if you push yep. this message and you amendment. make it cool, yeah, yeah 13th I'm Amendment making, what's, what's that no. yeah. have you seen what? the documentary Ava yeah, yeah. Did they have that? Yeah, in there? they might. Yeah. I I haven't even seen that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that bit in there. I, I still, watched, I still I haven't watched, seen I that. Just, but, but to be honest with you, when I watched, it, I was just vexed anyway. So yeah. Just, but <laughs> literally, they've they've had meetings where you know labels and private prison owners have come together, shaken hand, broken bread, said, "Look, what's going to happen is we're going to push this message. So we're going to make a call for kids to be criminals." Mm-hmm. And we're going to make it cool for kids to do all kinds of degenerate stuff that will get them put in prison. And in, in return, you know, you pay us a certain fee. And they went to the labels and did that. Yeah, they fully went to the, this is this documented. So it's so wild. It's so smart. So incredibly smart. That's so explicit. But then they now what you have is because that's all the rap music most of us know, because most of us don't have and I, I used to blame people who didn't, you know, delve deep into rap music, but I I understand now it's a case of simply not even having the time to go and search for these underground artists mm-hmm. so that you just get kind of what's at the so top and what's level. pushed. So now that's the message. Now as a black person, this is something that's very clear um very close to my heart because it's something i experienced as a black person as a black male who do you relate to who you look up to oh you're looking up to the rappers well you can't relate to them because i i'm i'm not from the roads like i didn't grow up in south london i grew up in hayes and you know i would grow up in a better situation but now i don't feel like i can relate because the black people around me are saying yeah yeah you know south london this is where we grew up this is what we come from we come from the dirt this this that Oh, I can't relate to that. Cool. Let me go and get some of that struggle, so yeah, I can, it, it, so I can jump exactly. in and feel like a part of this. That's so and mad. I always grew up feeling not black enough, quote unquote, and being told I wasn't black <laughs> enough because I wasn't on madness. <laughs> and this is what you have even now with the roads, where you have a lot of kids who grew up pretty much middle class, and they're going to drain road life or pretending to be from the road life. I did both. I actually drained it. I pretended to be from it, and then I I jumped in. And it's purely because they want to feel included in yeah. black culture because yeah. they think that's what black culture is. And it's, so, it's 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 so it breaks my heart. I like cause I, I like a Carla, right? Yeah, Carla's my he's guy. I, I, I like amazing. Him. So we, you know, it's a friend of mine, and I love what he does. And and but I also realize that you know he's one of a few voices mm. in the space. You know, I mean, to be to be fair, there are there's a new generation. I like Dave as well. He's quite good. I love his, his little content or what have you. But I'm talking about that whole package of being able to do the education piece yeah. as well. And and I guess 
you know, I've I've never ever, and I kind of like talked about this a couple of days ago. I've never been ashamed of my blackness mm-hmm. because my blackness has always been shaped by a struggle of what it means to be. And, and I know some people don't like it now, but I was I was told from quite young that I'm a king. All yeah. right. So I read Malcolm X. I read Patrice Lumumba. Mm. I read Steve Biko. I read about Nelson Mandela. All right. I read these things and, and I went to the library and I searched them. I was like, these guys were good. Like now everybody's getting on the Musa Mansa thing. I knew that when I was about 11. All right. Yeah. Because that stuff was fed to me. Yeah. And they were like, and these are the possibilities. I went to a church. I don't go to church anymore. But when I went to church, I was surrounded by guys who were doctors and, and engineers and lawyers and all. and so that stuff was a prick and I could see it it was within touching yeah, distance yeah, yeah. so then when I go and I have these conversations with these guys and I used to run this thing I'm, I'm thinking of reviving it we'll see but I used to run this little side hustle right? it was called Packed Lunch and Packed Lunch was basically how I would teach kids how to be able to go and run their own top shop in school oh, okay and all it was is like I'm saying to guys wow. this, this is what you do this is a P&L it's a P&L Dave this is your profit and loss this is the money that you make. This is how much it's going to cost you to be able to get it. And the money you get at the bottom, the difference between your, the money you get and your costs, that is what's called your profit. All right? You need to be able to take some of that aside to put it away for tax or to be able to sell it. And guys are like, they, they don't tell us nothing. Like, I go, it's fine. I go, let me tell you about your balance sheet. These are your assets. These are your liabilities, right? Yeah. And these are 13 year olds going, rah, rah. I know my liabilities, you know. I know my liabilities. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, I want you to know that because this is how, when you go and you That's go and amazing. see That's BMW, when you so see Mercedes amazing. and all the rest of it. And I did this thing this week, actually. And I was saying, I put it on Twitter, but I did it about seven or eight years ago. And I said this to a, to a couple, of, and I'll say this again. If you are going to go and buy a pair of Air Jordans, don't do it until you've bought the equivalent amount of shares in Nike. Mm. And for me, that's, that's rethinking the whole thing. Don't go and buy Supreme unless you can get some of the stock. Because at the end of the day, if you're always going to be a consumer, yeah, and you're never going to be part of the actual production itself, right, yeah. all right. And there are individuals out here who do custom do, do custom kicks, and they're brilliant. And you can create that whole. You know, I saw, on Friday I saw some guy walking down the road, right, with his bag, his Supreme bag, and I saw a man chasing him down the road. Yeah, can I buy it off you? Can you buy it off you? One little old man running behind him. Can I buy it? Off? And the guy was like, Nah, nah. <laughs> but the quality and the value that they've placed on that was incredible and I'm like okay let's flip that back wow. and let me teach you guys how to do the tuck shops event. and people say to me but Dave you know tuck shops weren't allowed in school and I'm going okay that's cool but kids still do it yeah, right? yeah exactly and I'm not going to pretend like they're not so what Facts. I would do I would exactly. teach them how to there are a couple of kids who would design their own games I'll teach them how to, to, to sell and promote their games so they can do it offline exchange money I showed a couple of them how they could set up their own PayPal Mm. how can you say you know at 14 or 15 set up your own PayPal last year I don't publicise it but I'm going to say it I want to put it out there now so people know <laughs> last year I taught 14 kids how to drop ship oh. wow that oh. is big went online what? and I said look at the end of the day I'm showing you guys this is how you can do it look you can go into Alibaba you can go and get your parents or what have you or somebody who you know go and set up a PayPal account you go and do this stuff this is how you drop ship you put it online somebody pays for it you never touch the item it gets sold to them and that money comes in go online find that stuff go and look on Clickback and go and look on Amazon go and look on Alibaba go and look on these places see the products that are being made go on to eBay go on to Etsy see what these individuals are doing set up an account be diligent about it do it legally okay so obviously get an adult and I got them little agreements as well so if an adult did it they couldn't stiff them with their money they actually had binding contracts go and do it and they made money I'm going to do it again I'm wow. just letting you know right that is amazing I could rock into a school but the thing is is when I rocked into schools 
saying I would like to teach kids about enterprise, they, said, they didn't like it. Yeah, they don't. Because it went against Prince's trust. It went against Young Enterprise. I'm like, they don't care about just setting up for one year. And the fact is, is look, there are younger people who I know, and, and I'll give you some examples. There are people who have gone, okay, look, you can go out there and you can make £400 shot in on road. Serious, easily. You can go and do it. But here's the thing. You may never see your 17th birthday. Mm, mm, yep. You may never see your 17th birthday. I can teach you something that can generate you money, but you never have to look yeah, over your back yeah. to see that. Yeah. Mm. And you'd use that money. You want to go off and buy your kicks. I'm going to show you how you can go and put the money in the company that can get you those kicks. Yeah. Because for me, every time you buy a pair of Air Jordans, you should be putting £150 worth of stock in tonight. Mm. Because you will get interest and you will get dividends on that stock that you actually have, which will allow you to go and pay another pair. Simply economics. But people, again, as I said, the whole process is, and, and when you are, I, I did some stuff down um, and, um, by Angel Estate in Brixton, did a couple a similar thing. And I wanted to go and do this campaign and then it just got all messy and it was going to political. And I was just like, I just want to talk to the guys on the road. I don't want to talk to any of you, you official people. I just want to talk to some of the guys who, who, you know, oh, but you don't want to really be teaching these guys who are already selling drugs. I'm going, look, you've already got a pharmaceutical company. Let me show you how to do a proper one. <laughs> Let me show you how to do it legally. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think if you can go in and you can go into communities and show people, look, yeah. how can you do this stuff proper? That's the that's, point. That's the that is the point. How? Do it. Let me show you how Ugh. it can go into a bank and you see that stuff on your bank and you live within your means. And you, it can actually stay in the bank. And stay in the bank. <laughs> you know, a lot of these... <laughs> I like a lot of these challenger banks like Monzo and um, and Starling. I've got a Starling card. And I love the fact that you go and spend and I spend on my card and when I spend, ping, I get an alert and it tells me where I've bought it, who I've bought it to. I can categorize that stuff straight in. I've got my budget. I've looked in there. I've gone, rah, okay. I've been spending a bit too much on coffee this month, okay? Let me pull that stuff back. That's the kind of control that I think young people should have. That's right. I want to get you lot got me on my you lot got me on my roster Wait, this morning. I'm a seven today. <laughs> it's good, it's good. Uh, we have to move in. We have to move into the, the interview. Yeah. That's just the we haven't even started the interview exactly. yet. Exactly. Sorry guys. No? Not, this is what? sauce. You, you've given them an incentive to listen to the second part. Come on now.